When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What it do? It's Ian McConnell. You're listening to Tobin Tonight. Ian, I want to ask you to really start off this podcast. It's like, you know, I heard, and this is through sometimes through your bio, sometimes it's just through people's comments on like social media. It's mm-hmm. like, Hey, he's like Keith Urban and Bare Naked Ladies. That's going to get some Canadians in- interested because Bare Naked Ladies, sure. Canadian. Yeah. Now, some people be like, I, I don't see it, the Bare Naked Ladies. But I'm like, no, not literally Bare Naked Ladies, the band. And then like, oh, okay, I gotcha. But uh, when I first saw, I think it was like, So Hot You're Hurting My Feelings was the first mm-hmm. one I seen on Instagram. Okay. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh man, this sounds like something you'd listen to like on an iHeart 90 station where it's like, Oh, it's like this guy that had so many hits, but like the whole thing is it's like a weird owl kind of thing. But mm. then I was like trying to explain to my friend. He's like, all right, well, if you had to explain this guy for me to go listen to him, I'm like, oh, well, think about it like Ed Sheeran meets, I don't know, Bo Burnham. And then he's like, all right, sold. And I was like, yeah, I was like, exactly. It's there like- you go. I think it is. it has definitely <laughs> come into more of that, more of the Ed Sheeran slash Bo Burnham kind of kind of thing honestly i have never tried to give anybody the sense that i have i i am i am presenting perfection because i'm just not yeah. i'm like everything that i'm doing i think that i do things to a to a high level and all those things but i'm always like trying to get better and trying to be like okay i tried this thing i tried a new thing that was awesome i liked some parts of it i didn't like some parts of it and so you know now it's ed sheeran Bo Burnham. six months from now i'm like, like somebody slightly different than ed sheeran and probably still yeah. Bo Burnham. I, I just bring it up because I thought it was interesting because like, you know, when you see sometimes you're scrolling through Facebook and it's like an act that wants you to check out their music and then mm-hmm. you see the ad and like I get maybe whoever came up with it to the first person who did it, like you always give them somewhat credit, like the first 100 where it's like, hey, do you like uh, Keith Urban and uh, Rascal Flats? Check out this. I'm like, you know what? I do like Keith Urban and Rascal Flats. Let me check mm-hmm. it out. But then now it's almost to the point where every new artist is like, have you ever heard Drake combined with like Rascal Flats? I'm like, no, and I don't want to. No, why? why? Right. So like, I agree. Yeah, I've actually thought about that pretty frequently because I've been doing the TikTok thing for about two and a half years now, and like, you know, some of the things that were working in 2020 just don't work yeah. now <laughs> because enough users got hit with that and disappointed. You know, yeah. because like the majority of music, I mean, music is subjective. There's not bad and good or whatever, but like the majority of music that's being posted on TikTok is just like not a high level of performance, you know, because everybody yeah. can do it. And that's such a wonderful thing because all of those people that don't now have to have a middleman, you know, the ones that can can shine will shine. But like the majority of them won't shine because everybody can't be famous. I'm interested in that. Like, how do you find, say, TikTok and Instagram? Because, like, for me, I stumbled across you through that. And then sure. I actually went, and if I have it here, yeah. So I was listening to it before we started. I actually downloaded nice. the song, paid for it. How do you find 
I guess the feedback on Instagram and TikTok because there are there is a generation like myself. I'm 30 that will look okay. at it and be like, "All right, I kind of like that tune. I kind of like you know the catchiness of it. Now it's trending. Now I'm mm-hmm. bored of it. And then when I go down and listen to the whole song, I'm like, "Oh, so they really just took the 30 seconds that was good of the song because mm-hmm. we know that the rest of it was shit." Right. I, I have experienced that at times also. <laughs> so how do you manage it? Like, you know, when you get feedback or how do you tabulate, I guess, how you put out things? Because I, I see now, which is very interesting to me, is like it was like episode one, episode two, mm-hmm. episode three. And they're like their songs that you do and they're relatable. And I think that's also key in gaining an audience. But it's not like you're out there saying, all right, here's a song I've written about someone thought I was their boyfriend or me hating things in life. It's like. It's kind of humorous, but you have the chops to to do it. It's not like I'm listening to a five-year-old be like, everything I hate about my life, I'm like, all right, like, because you're five, but right. you have the chops to cut it. So I guess in a, in a really whirlwind way doing this is how do you market yourself? And then mm-hmm. how do you tabulate when people don't necessarily get it? Okay. Yeah, man. The like, there's like something to like the hook of of whatever it is to get someone to watch something on TikTok and Instagram. And like, let me tell you about a time I almost died. And someone's like, okay, I guess I'll stay. Every time that I have tried to do that, and every once in a while it works, but every time that I have tried to do that in the last like two years, I'm just like, I feel false. Like I like this is not the way that I actually express myself. You know, like I I don't do that. And conveniently, also the way that I write music and stuff, and I've been writing music for a long time, and I've been writing music in Nashville for about five years, which has been very helpful because the Nashville way of writing is very like stay on topic almost. It's like have a thesis and build your argument around a thesis. Or it doesn't have to be an argument. It can just be like <laughs> the thesis is we like summertime. <laughs> And here's all the things we like about summertime. And, and, you know, obviously that's oversimplified because it actually is quite difficult, I have found, to write songs that say almost nothing that, that anybody can relate to. And everybody will love this song because nobody can take issue with any of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's just not the way that I process my thoughts or emotions. So I have difficulty writing that kind of thing. But the way that I write music in general is come up with a thesis and then basically just like write the essay and stuff like that, which means that if I launch my thesis from the beginning of the song or whatever, I don't need any kind of hook or any kind of lead in because I'm giving you the hook at the beginning. If I start my song with, I remind you of her, or I remind her of her boyfriend, someone's like, Okay. All right. All right. I'll stick around and like see what's up with that. Or starting the song with the things that you like. Or I'm pretty sure that life doesn't have a meaning. I have a song that starts like that. I would like to try and fool myself that like being on TikTok and Instagram hasn't changed the way that I make music, but it has because I've found certain things work better and certain things relate better. And honestly, like putting stuff on TikTok, Instagram all the time is kind of my version of like going and playing a comedy club every single night to see what hits. Because if I put like three videos out of the same song and all of them are doing poorly, you know, relatively to the number of people that follow me and all this, I'm gonna be like, cool, cool. This one's not really resonating. Now I can decide, is it really important for me to say this, even if people are not like totally stoked on it? Or maybe is this just not the one to, to release, you know? Yeah, I I think it's interesting because like from someone that's in podcasting and like I I was always just Facebook, uh, like Twitter to an extent. And then when Instagram came out and Snapchat, I was just like, all right, like this is 
too there's too many like i can't mm. keep up with all this like you know like because you're trying to post your facebook your twitter whatever and right. then i was like all right so i kind of look at it as like trial and error like instagram i'll be like all right let's put up like a preview clip let's mm. see what happens there and then sometimes it's literally just the act saying like what they can expect on a podcast some people mm-hmm. like that and i'm like well okay what about if you give them an actual like snippet of the episode sure. some people like that but Mm-hmm. I just go with trial by fire, like literally like yeah. give it, a, give it a year or two, see how people responded. And if you're, if you like it, like to me, I'm an audience of one for the sense, like people are like, well, you gotta, you gotta appeal to everyone. I'm like, well, that's fair. That's fine. But like at the end of the day, if someone's like, oh man, you're doing so well. I'm like, yeah, but I don't feel like this is me. Like this doesn't, right. you know, if I came on here tomorrow with a suit and then it's like, well, now that you put on a suit and you presented yourself better, ratings have gone up i'm like yeah but I don't, it's not me like i yeah. like sweaters i like just if someone messes up on an interview or a chat or whatever i'm like all right let's keep it in as long as they're comfortable with it but mm-hmm. then someone will be like yeah no that that's totally stupid and i'm just like to you it is to you it's <laughs> to taken me a really long time to and i'm still really working on it but just to understand that like you're not gonna be for everybody like yeah, yeah. everybody isn't going to be obsessed with your stuff it's gonna be people that have similar life experiences or, or want to think about things in that specific way and probably the way that you say things is gonna rub some people the wrong way and they're gonna be mad at you because they disagree or they don't understand but either way you're allowed to be mad and that's okay but it is a hard thing to like come to grips with and i I have this hope that once I really come to grips with it, I can like rise above and be yeah. like a true artist who's just like, if you like me, hang out. If you don't, fuck off. It doesn't yeah, matter yeah. to me, you know. But it's uh, it's 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 more mentally taxing than that. So, how like I, I guess one thing that I'm really interested in with like every act, musician, comedian, whoever we have on is like mm-hmm. there comes a point where. You know, like, let's put it this way. Chris Rock does not come out and, you know, instantly go for that gut reaction of getting people pissed off. Like, you have to have a certain status before people are like, okay, well, he's like, he's Chris Rock. He can say that. Or he's like, you know, he's Bill Burr. That's what he's known for. But, like, when, I guess, did you come to your crossroads where it's like, because I sometimes listen to some of your old songs. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, it sounds like he was going into the country kind of realm where he was going to be a country singer. But then it was Mm -hmm. almost like and I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth so you can feel free to correct me, but it's like, there came a point where it was almost like, you know what? Like, I like this. I have a good voice, but like, I'm also a funny guy. Like I want to do funny songs as well, but like they can be mm-hmm. somewhat serious, but like, where did that crossroads come where you're like, Hey, I'm going to try this. And if it fails, it fails. If it succeeds, it succeeds, but I'm going all in. So you're right. I started out in the country space mostly because I was in Nashville and that was just like the way of writing that I was presented is the community that I was a part of. All of these things just led to like, I didn't even really think about like, because Nashville, Nashville, there's like a kind of style of, of music in Nashville that's Nashville pop. And I definitely don't sound like that. It's very okay. like acoustic vibey pop thing. And it's still like lyric based, but it's, it's just not what I do. It's not what I do, and I don't and I don't listen to it and think, yes, this is how I would express myself. Similar yeah. to how in country music now, when I'm listening to country music, I'm like, yeah, this is not how I express myself either. But at the time, I wasn't worried about expressing myself. I was worried about. I went to college for cello and math, and so the math brain of me was like, <laughs> the only thing I'm concerned about is like writing the song correctly. 
And if I write the song correctly, then everybody would be like, hmm, he did a good job. <laughs> yeah, applause like, in the room. It's nice. I like when people tell me I did a good job, but that doesn't make you feel anything. That's not expressive. Yeah. That's not, you know. And so I, I realized that I wasn't expressing myself very well or clearly or in a way that made me interested in my own stuff. And I was realizing this at a time when like the numbers and stuff were kind of falling a little bit, you know, cause everything comes in waves and stuff like that. But once yeah. until you've been to through two or three of them or seven or eight of them, you don't understand oh, wow. that you're just like, you know, Oh, when it starts going down, it's like, <gasps> it's over. I've already peaked. It's yeah. never going to be good again. I'm terrible. You know, but I was going through a period of burnout around the time that that happened. And I was like, what is wrong? Like, why, why don't I enjoy this? Because I do enjoy a lot of things in life, but I'm not enjoying this. Like I, thought that I was going to, or like, I think that I could. And so I just started, you know, being like, okay, well, I make this music, it's country music, I'm on TikTok. And when I'm on TikTok and Instagram stories and all this stuff, I'm just like telling jokes. And like, I love making up jokes, because I like being creative. And I just, it's a nice creative outlet for me. But it means that, you know, I have this TikTok audience that is interested in my funny stuff. And when I try and show them my actual music, they're like, nice, no thanks. Yeah, Go back yeah, to yeah. And then I have the, the people who listen to the country music who then find me on Instagram and they're like, well, this doesn't seem to like match up with what I thought this person was, you know? And so I was like, oh, what yeah. if I just like try and slam them together and just see what happens? And so that's what I did. Yeah. And uh, so far, so good. I'm really enjoying doing it this way. There might come a time in the near to middle future that I'm not enjoying doing it this way anymore. And then I'll find something else to do. But I, I have become more trusting in my adaptability. Well, like, no, I, I, I kind of relate to you in that sense, because like I come from a background of communications and journalism and I wanted to be a broadcaster. But like, you know, when you sometimes look at sports broadcasting, they can be a little bit funny. They can tell you highlights yeah. and have that bit of humor. And like my parents are always like, no one's going to take you seriously if you're always jokes. And I was just like, all right, but like I'm watching a lot of sports and that's kind of what they do. So that's kind of what I want to do. And then when I got into like the media side of things like this podcast, I remember episodes like one through maybe 20 people Mm -hmm. think it's like your first episode. You're going to get it. No, I'm still learning, but it's like, I was like, okay, so how do I want to take this? Do I want to be like dead serious with the person? And then maybe every now and again, throw in a joke. Do I want to be more relaxed? And then if the act doesn't like that, then I change the style. And then eventually it just comes to the point of like, Hey, I'm genuine, like, this is it. So, like, what you see is what you get. And, like, some people are like, oh, oh, okay, what we see is what we get. Well, I don't like it. I'm like, all right, fair. Like, but if I change for you, then there's going to be, like, five other people out there that might be like, well, he changed. It's like, I got I one more I got one more like, but I lost four. So right. I'd right. rather, like, not have to compromise of, hey, like, all right, someone makes a comment, wear a suit. Okay, I wore a suit. Next comment is get a haircut. Get a haircut. Then there's three people like, Oh, I liked it better when he had longer hair. And you're like, I, what? Like, what do you want from me? (laughs) It is. I've been thinking a lot lately about how to perform without being performative, you know, like how to, how to present an idea, how to present a song or a thought or whatever I do. I like my live shows are a mix of usually like stories, comedy and music and stuff like that. And usually just telling how, how I'm processing the world that I live in because it's very topsy turvy up here. But like, 
I, I spent a long time trying to like plan, like what's the best way to market this song? What's the best way to blank, 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 blank. And then I would be like, okay, here's the script. Here's the script. Here's the script. Okay. I'm going to deliver the script. And like, and then I would go and watch it back. I'm like, that doesn't even look like me. How yeah, yeah. <laughs> who is this? I'm showing like by doing this. And then I do that. And if you see that it does well, it's a bummer because you're like, well, people like this thing that I'm not. And if it does poorly, it's a bummer because it did poorly. And you're just like, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> no winning by me doing this. So maybe I can just talk like I talk. Maybe I could slow down a little bit when I speak. I could enunciate more, all yeah. this stuff. But the my strength is the creativity and the things that I create will can be presented in a nice, fun fashion and stuff like that without it being like, uh, follow follow the list of things that you have to say. Make sure that you said this. Did you say the price? And did you say the where the location yeah. was? Uh, people will figure it out. People are smarter yeah. than we think that they are. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like it's coming to the point with like just social media, like in general. Like, yeah, you're gonna follow the acts like Ed Sheeran. Like, if you, if you grew up listening to him and like him, you'll follow him. But like, you kind of give them a pass at the same time. Like, listen. Ed Sheeran for like I'd say three years of my life when I first heard him I didn't know who the fuck he was I just heard the music and yeah. I kind of treated it like the John Mayer where it was like I like your music I don't even care who the fuck you look like I like the music and if that's your approach where it's like I don't I don't want to do music videos you like the music it's on radio I'm like cool great awesome yeah. And then it when works, I started, hey, it works yeah. as long as either you have the previous success or you just have banging art. Like if your art yeah. is awesome, it excuses bad marketing. Great yeah, marketing yeah. can't sell mediocre music. Yeah, or it's like, just it's like unlikely to do so. You know? Yeah, like I, I understand that. Like for example, Ed Sheeran's not a big social media person, so like sometimes I think he had like a quote that everyone loves, where it was like he says like social media is a marketing tool so he's like if you see me on social media it's probably me just saying hey my new song's out boom done and i'm like yeah all right like there's a part of me it's like fuck off like give me more but then there's also like all right i'll go listen to it if the song's good you get a pass but sure. if it's if it's crap it's almost like you okay. the next time you come on video you have to explain yourself <laughs> <laughs> is it is funny i mean there's so many ways to use it there's just not like a general template but like Sometimes I see one, some of the big artists just being like, hey, I'm Ed Sheeran. I released a new song. I hope that you like it. And I'm like, okay, I'll go listen to that. And, and, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish you had like done something creative or whatever, but then I'll go listen to the song, love it, and then not care. But exactly. there are other times that I'll see artists that I really love who just don't understand how to use TikTok or Instagram, just like doing something that destroys the image that I have of them in my head because it's so yeah. cringy or it's so try hard or all these things. And you know, they're only doing it because their label is like, you have to put out TikToks or else we're not going to release your stuff. And they do it and their heart's not really in it. And they're not interested in getting better at it and all those things, which are fine. However, as a consumer, when I have this image of like, oh my gosh, this is this cool rocker chick, blah, blah, blah. And then she, you know, puts on, or, or anybody, not, not gendered, but like, you know, and then they, they put on like some video that's just, I don't even have an example. It's just like cringe. And you're just like, mm, now I don't yeah. even really want to listen to you. I, I, I think, I think an example for me, and like, I don't know if it's up the alleyway, but I'll just compare it. It's like, you know, I like Avril Lavigne. I'm a big Avril Lavigne fan. But like sometimes I'll look at some videos and I'm just still like, all right, Avril, like I like you either way. But it's just like this. To be honest, it just seems like someone told you, hey, read this for me and we're done. 
like the one that comes across on my um facebook a lot and it's interesting because now with social media you see a lot of behind the scenes of like shows bloopers mm-hmm. and like i think that's interesting but one that's really i guess popular now that i said it you either will see it or you've already seen it but it's like mm-hmm. the one where they're interviewing michael jackson and they ask him about touring and mm-hmm. he's like i don't like to tour i don't he's and then they're like the the people that are trying to get this video out of him was like could you just tell us you'd like touring? He's like, you have no idea how stressful that is on me. Now he's still being very polite about it, but Mm -hmm. they're like forcing him almost like, just be like, just say you like it just for this goddamn video. And he's like, all right, I'll lie. I'll lie. And then they kind of laugh and then go right back to camera. And then he goes, Mm -hmm. I love touring. And then everyone laughs. And he's like, why are you laughing? Like you told me to say this. I'm acting for you, even though I hate this. And now it's like, mm. all right, but I love it because at least he's basically like, buys. come on. Like, I don't like it. I'm telling you I don't like it. And now we know that he did not like it. Right, so, right. I feel like if he came out with a video today and he's like, I'm Michael Jackson. I don't like touring. They're telling me to tell you I like touring. So, hey, when I'm in Baltimore, come see me. I'd be like, wow, didn't expect that from Michael Jackson. But you know what? I appreciate the honesty. All right, going to buy tour tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one of those things. I mean... There's man, there's so much strategy behind it. And like, you know, you want to be yourself, but you maybe don't like, you know, if I hate it, I don't hate touring, but if I hated touring, <laughs> I probably wouldn't come out and say, I hate touring. I would probably be like, I only tour once every two years, uh, be, you know, because it's just a lot to put together, but I'm going to make yeah. that tour fucking great or whatever. Yeah. But they're going back to the kind of behind the scenes stuff. I'm always hesitant to do behind the scenes stuff because I know that that's something that like some people really like to see how the sausage is made. But like, yeah. if you've seen how sausage is made, sometimes you, you don't, don't want, want it. it. You don't want it. And I don't want yeah. people to be like, Oh man. I mean, now I've come more into it because my brand is more like, I just figured out as I go, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to get better over time and all this stuff. For a long time, I was like, I don't want people to know that I don't like really know how to produce music. I just throw sounds together until I'm like, that sounds about right there's an audience out there now listening to this like when it gets posted and they're gonna be like oh man no i think it's okay at this point because like (laughs) i think and that the other part of that is like if you just own it and that's just a thing about you like part of my artistry is that i like making taking something that is completely cerebral only an idea there's nothing tangible about it and making a tangible sound recording with cover art that can put it be put out and stuff like that and I can, that, I can take it from through every step of it. And I'm not the greatest songwriter. I'm not the greatest producer. I'm not the greatest mix engineer. But like as people who do all of those things go, I'm like pretty high up there. I'm like pretty talented. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, I'm interested because I want to ask this to kind of get a little bit off the social media side of things. But like, you know, when it comes to your influences or like really getting into music, like I know it's kind of, I, I call it a very mundane question because it's like anytime you have anyone on, it's like, oh, mm. like, who are your influences? And it's kind of that's where we're going. But it's almost mm. like with the comedy side of things with music, like 
I can see someone picking a lane at some point and saying, well, like, geez, I found myself listening to more comedy stuff than music. So Mm -hmm. that's where I went. Like, I make the joke to a lot of people that I love comedy, but I like Mm -hmm. music. But you tell me to play an instrument, I'm no good. But like coming up with maybe comedy stuff, I'm a little bit more like, well, damn, like I watched comedy my whole life. So that makes more sense. But like in what realm did you kind of like who were people that you looked up to? And then you thought like in your mind, like, hey, what about if I combined these two? Like, when did this all sink in? This is a super good question. My family is super musical. My mom is a piano teacher. My parents met in music school, all these things. I grew up playing classical piano and classical cello. And I was playing like cover songs and rock bands. And I was also writing music at the same time. But none of it was like, I was never writing really about things that were actually happening to me. To me, it was more (laughs) when I was growing up, it was more about like, oh, what song feels good? What song sounds good? Yada, yada. And then I like came to Nashville, started learning how to write songs. I'm like, oh man, the craft behind all this stuff is so much deeper than I understood. And so I started getting really into the word side of things. And when that happened, I'd always been like, I like comedy or whatever. Like I had seen, I mean, I, I mean, I've always been really into Mitch Hedberg and Dimitri Martin, uh, like yeah. one liner because I love the craft of it. Um, yeah. And they're so fantastic at that. But then I started, you know, on the comedy side, getting more into like Aziz Ansari, uh, you know, take it as you will, Dave Chappelle, whatever, all that kind of stuff of just like, oh man, you can use comedy to tell a story and all this stuff. And on the same time, listening to music, like listening to, I mean, I love Taylor Swift. She's such an incredible songwriter and she can take you through emotions through the words, but in a similar way to Taylor Swift is Blink-182. They just tell you a story and make you laugh while yelling at you. And it's yes. fantastic the way that they do it. And it's like, it just isn't, Bare Naked Ladies has some similar vibes, but mixing the like high intensity emotions with laughing it off or being like, well, I'm just dumb and everybody yeah. else, and no one understands me and all this stuff, but it's cool. We're going to go to a party kind of yeah. vibes. It's, there's so many ways to do it. And it's, I just love like watching how other people do it, but specifically with the musical influences. And to me, they're all influences. I make art and it doesn't have to be confined to just music, but Billy Joel, incredible. Blink-182. I used to be really into Eminem. And I realized the other day, I had not listened to him in like three years. I might have to go back. I learned how to rhyme from Eminem. I'm a very good rhymer (laughs) and obviously not as good as Eminem. He's one of the good. (laughs) but um taylor swift yeah that's that's pretty much i i can see like so i can see like the kind of the m&m and like the blink 182 per se because like when you made when you actually you said it you kind of made me think but like you look at say i guess it's like the late 90s there's people out there now like oh my god i just tuned out because he said late 90s but it's like you know Eminem's like listening to some of the songs you're like okay and then you see the music video and it's just him just being kind of goofball and it's like, right. all right. And then like mm-hmm. Blink-182 is when I actually have it as like a wake-up alarm, but it's like, what's my age again? But it's like when I go mm-hmm. back and listen to that, I'm like, I, I'm not saying they're the first ever to do it, but like, you know, for the next generation that listens to this like song, it's almost like, all right, they're basically telling them like the story of like, hey, this I like this girl and this girl was into me and then I kind of messed it up. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's like I flipped over the TV. I shouldn't have done that. But there's not like, you know, songs before that was like, okay, oh, hey, don't make, don't make yourself look foolish now. And it's like, they're literally like, no, we're going to make ourselves look stupid. Right. <laughs> like we literally right. don't care. And, like, 
and I, it's so respectable. All I mean, all four of those artists are are so honest. They're so honest to like such a terrifying extent. Like the bravery that all four of those Billy Joel, Eminem, Blink Twenty Two, and Taylor Swift ex- like exhibit in all of their work is so incredible because at any time someone could be like, I can't believe you said it like that. I can't believe that, you know, you're trying to be like a superstar and you're showing that you are this deeply flawed person. You know, it seems counterintuitive, but because they show that they're real and they present it in such a high level of competence, it's just like, Okay, yeah, it's a no-brainer to like listen to it. And like, what's my age again? Like, yeah, it's about it's about like oh, I you know like a girl and yada yada. But it's it's about getting in your own way, and it's about like yeah. I assumed I was going to be mature by now, and I'm not. Why did I fuck up? Where yeah. what is wrong with me? And that's such like a deep feeling. And what's my age again? I don't remember if it's right in there, but I, there's like a three-song period of on that album do you know the album enema of the, enema of the state yeah like um, I, I i i have it somewhere in this room <laughs> yeah it's like what's my age again there's like one in between and then there's the one that ends with like life just sucks i've lost the war whatever song that is which goes into adam's song which is just like so unexpected on that yeah. record which then like has that into all the small things where they're just like you know what sometimes it's okay and you're like ah I love yeah. my favorite thing about albums is like three song sets of just like any kind of three songs in a row that can take you through like a totally wild ride in 10 minutes, which is kind of why I did my season the way that I did with the five songs. Um, and just like an arc of, I don't like things. Everything is hard. I wish things were different <laughs> until like, you know, wishing things is not going to make them better. So maybe we just find the things that we do like and That's figure out a way the- to see the world that doesn't make you hate it. When you say that, I actually don't really, believe i ever thought that through but like there has to be a lot of work like because now people just put out singles and people like you know you download it and, and people are like for a long time yeah and people crave it and then it's like uh, it's like because i i don't think people understand the body of work like i'm not going to power quote beyonce here but like beyonce has a whole thing where she's like yeah people don't release albums anymore they release singles and this is why it's like people just devour up a song like all right give me more it's like did you not realize that that artist spent a lot of time getting that one out to you it's like, mm-hmm. and I think it's a kind of all relating to social media and everything coming really quickly at you. It's like, I remember growing up with like Backstreet Boys and Britney. And then it's like, I would be super pumped if I stayed home from school sick one day. And it's like, all right, well, Britney Spears, oops, I did it again is coming on and like a new video. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm like, just shut the door, like everything. Like, I want to see what this is. And then like the video comes out and then like for a good solid year, every time you see it, you're amped because this is the only time you see it. You can't go on YouTube free willy, download it, whatever. Like, it's like when it's on, it's on. Someone calls you in the next room like, hey, that Britney Spears video like is on. You're like, oh, my God, jump over couches because you yeah. don't know when you're seeing it again. Now it's almost like, hey, remember that Britney Spears? Oh, yeah, I seen it the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I Googled it. It's like, OK, so I, I have I, a couple I, of things to say <laughs> about that. Going back a little bit to like no one releases albums like I have thought about this and and I respect everybody's opinion on it, of course, but like, I would love it if you were like, I don't, I don't respect. I know I do. I do because everybody comes from different places. They have different influences. They're in different internet algorithms that tell them different things. All these things, almost everybody is trying to be a good person. Some people aren't, but almost everybody (laughs) is. But in terms of the, like, 
no one wants to release albums. It's like, it's a similar argument to me of just like, they're making me, you have to do social media now. It's not like the old days, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, okay, well, people have been burned by albums. They're like, there's so many things begging for your attention. If you put out an album and it's not great, people are gonna feel like they wasted their time. And most albums are fine. They've got three or four good songs and then it's a lot of filler. And I'm not saying that that's all albums, but like yeah. I know personally as a consumer, when I find an album that is top to bottom, just incredible and tells me something about the character that the artist is playing, if not the artist themselves, I just like get so immersed and I feel like I know these people and I'm just like, yes, I understand this character and I relate in these ways and I'm different in these ways, but the ways that we're different maybe could make us like compatible and like all these ways, like art is powerful in whatever way you're going to do it, but it has to be interesting. You know, and so like with with Beyonce in terms of like releasing albums, she can always release albums because people are going to listen to her albums regardless. Same with Taylor Swift. If she puts out an album, people are going to listen to the album, not necessarily yeah. just the singles. Sometimes I wonder about Taylor Swift. Side note, I noticed like for her albums, Lover, Reputation and the one before that, 1989, the singles that she leads with are like not anywhere near the most interesting songs on the record. I'd like I remember she, she does with, it on purpose. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, like I, cause I'm thinking about Taylor Swift. I'm like, man, she's so talented. And like the thing that she took off of this incredibly complex record lover is me. Like this song is fine, but it's just like, it sounds like you're trying to do something else, but the rest yeah. of the album sounds like you took influences and you released it as yourself. And like, it's like, Oh, this is fantastic. And then I get to me and I'm like, skip, <laughs> you know, but anyway, there's lots of ways to, there's lots of ways to do it. Uh, in terms of like, nobody releases an album. You can't release an album. You can do anything. You just have to know that like, not everybody's gonna have the time to do that. And if you want to build up a culture of, People who listen to your album, you're not going to please everybody. It's maybe you're not going to be the weekend or whatever, but the yeah, weekend yeah. also has great albums and great singles. And sometimes yeah. you can do both. Uh, I want to ask you, cause like with all the different songs that you have out there now on social media, like I, I was really interested in the one hating stuff. I, I seen clips come out on Instagram a lot and I was just like, man, there's probably a lot of people out there. Like even if they stumble across that, that's like, you know what? That's, that's that's really good point. Like, why do I hate all this stuff? And I'm just uh, like, when I was listening to it, I'm like, well, it's like it makes sense to hate stuff because it's stuff that you don't like. But then, There's like, all right, like let's focus. Like, like your message there is like, well, let's focus on things that like you do like. And I'm like, all right. And there's still like a part of me that's like bitter. I'm just be like, fuck off, Ian. I want to be hateful. Of <laughs> I want to hate things. I want to hate things. <laughs> I feel the same way. I was I was noticing a couple of weeks ago. I, I like spent like three or four days and I was just like in a funk and I like I, I happened to I be scrolling through my own Instagram just to like see how everything was doing, how many likes and views I was getting. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as many as I wanted. Yeah, mm, yeah get that e get that ego boost. <laughs> <laughs> or not, or not, because yeah. I'm like, you know, it's it's so funny the like just like your tolerance to a drug or whatever, like you know, once you have the videos that hit two, three, four, five million views, you're like, this video only got 300,000 views. Only people that would fit into four football stadiums saw this. 
Oh yeah. no. Um, yeah. Which is hilarious. But I saw it. I was like, oh man, I did it again. I fell into the trap of like hating stuff again. And honestly, like when I was writing that song, it's that that's what was going on in my life. I was hating stuff. And I was, I had gone to therapy earlier in the day and was talking about it. And then and I don't even think my therapist said anything. I was just like, man, I really am negative. And he was like, just sitting there like hmm. yeah, he's like he's like let let it sort itself out let him just keep going <laughs> yeah i have a i have a really incredible therapist he's he is very intuitive about letting me <laughs> solve my own thing without he just like kind of waits for me to stop and be like okay i heard you say this thing why did you do that and i'm like oh fine okay i'll go into this i i want to ask you like to a little bit of the um kind of the fun aspect here of a podcast is because the rest have, of this has been totally a drag i i know right like I, i'm just sitting here going like man what else can we ask no i'm not kidding but it's like it's <laughs> literally we've like, like three, we've had like three questions in 45 minutes <laughs> yeah like it's just like this is my piece of paper it mostly just has like a few jot notes on it if mm -hmm. anything i like it yeah. that way because it's like you know if i come in here 20 questions planned it's like oh man okay i'm listening i'm listening and then it's like all right question two it's like he's not listening it's like no i'm trying to get through 20 questions when it comes to the music side of things and I guess the, the video aspects, like how do you determine your videos? Cause I, I find it's very genuine. It doesn't come across like you're going into a studio and telling people like, again, some people do where it's like, all right, this is what I had envisioned for this music video. Let's do it. And I'm like, I, I guess like, listen, no offense to Katy Perry. I like California girls, but the music video to me i'm just like why are we watching dancing sharks why is this a thing like what oh, what's going man. on like but when i was what 14 and i saw her with no bra on a cloud i watched that <laughs> video a lot of times oh, oh for sure but it's just in my mind i'm just like i i will listen to the radio and i guess i guess it kind of goes with your point because that is the first image that will come to my mind with california girls but the same point it's like katie you didn't need to do that i was okay with the song love the song but like yeah. the music video, I'm like, don't what? But like yeah. yours, when you look at your social media, it's pretty much like very just like, hey, this is me. I'm strumming a guitar. I'm playing a piano. Yeah, there's sometimes there's things going on in the background, which is like, all right, a little bit of appeal for maybe people who are like, I want to see something other than this. Yeah. But how do you kind of structure all this? Because it doesn't to me, it doesn't seem like you're a guy that goes in and be like, all right, what's the budget? Let's blow the budget. No. <laughs> No, I never ever want to blow the budget. You know who the yeah. money bags is? It's fucking me. I don't have yeah. it. I don't have it. So yeah. we do low budget vibes here. My goal with my music is that mostly that it is the art form in which I am most capable of presenting the ideas that I have and stuff like that. So like with the whole of season one and adult and important and hating stuff and all these things, I'm just like, all I really need to do is present this to you. Like, I'm just having a conversation with whoever's on the other side. However, you know, it is nice to have visually stimulating things. It's boring to look at a static screen and stuff like that. So, like, I can be as expressive as I need to be to get that across. To me, I, I expect, I don't know for sure, but I expect that that is probably the main draw of these videos. The other things happening are can be, you know, symbolic or they can be fun and interesting and all these things. Like I have a song called Friends where I'm just giving speeches in increasingly intense situations. The subjects that I'm talking about are increasingly less correlated to where yeah. I am and stuff like that. Which I just think that that's I just think that that's fun. But I I get together with my managers 
Kayla and Belinda and we, you know, just kind of kick around ideas. We're like, you know, okay, this song makes me feel like yada, 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 yada. My song, Pear, like what if we, you know, made a joke that it was like actually about shoes or whatever. And sometimes those ideas, I'll go back and I'll be like, you know, I don't actually think that that served the purpose that I wanted it to serve. But then I'm like, okay, now I know it still exists. It's still cool. It might not be exactly what I want to do, but like, there's no reason I can't make another video for that song later, but probably I won't because I'm going to keep writing songs and I just don't have the time to go back and keep making videos for the old songs. Yeah. I just, I'm just trying to present something in a way that looks nice. I, I think it's fair because, I mean, sometimes you you hear a song first and you kind of image what you think the video will be. I've, I'm kind of, I don't know, like back in, I guess a few years ago, it was like a song came out. Like, I can't remember it now off the top of my head, but I was like, all right. And then I had the idea of what this video would be. Turns out, bang on. And I was just like, oh, good. Like, I, I guess I'm the same as the artist. I know what they're thinking. And then mm -hmm. it's like, we have a Canadian band here. It's like Mariana's Trench. And they were like, oh, yeah. came out. Yeah. And they came out with a song. I think it was like something about like, uh, missing a person or whatever and then i was like okay so this is going to be a video like knowing mario's trench is going to be kind of a little bit dark a little bit like you know emo-ish but like still in in me i'm like oh that's cool and then literally when we interviewed um when the guys from mario's trench he's like yeah we just did it with a whole bunch of puppies i was like i was like what i was like but but you had this song that like people could be like oh i like the video and he's like yeah well so Josh just wanted to do a video with a whole bunch of puppies. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's cool for you guys. And I guess they're at that point where they can and people still yeah. like the video. But I was like, man, you ruined, you ruined my whole illusion of what I thought this video was going to be. There's, I, I try to go into making videos or songs or whatever with just like thinking about like, what do I want the consumer to get out of this, you know? Yeah. And if I like have a song about, you know, I like this and I like this and like, uh, you know, and hating stuff is, is, you know, maybe not the way that I want to live my life. And <laughs> the whole video is this whole other story going on, but I just want people to, to hear the message of like, Hey, maybe hating stuff isn't the, isn't like the most fun way to live. Like I, I just, I don't want anyone to be distracted. I want people to have something nice to look at, but get the point. It, I want to ask you, because you know what? It's interesting you mentioned that because like, there is an audience out there of, I'd say, a younger generation. Like I feel like for me as a 30-year-old, I grew up mm -hmm. with MSN first. And then like nice. I'm on the wave of like Facebook and Twitter. So like it's not as instant, right? Like, yeah, it's like you can update a status. And one time it was like Facebook status was like is something, but we mm -hmm. still treat it like MSN. So it was like is going to bed, call or text, is doing this. It's like, all right, so you're doing fuck all, but sure, you just wanted to update for updating it. But mm. I feel like there's a generation out there now with like TikTok and Instagram that's like, they upload a video, and if that video doesn't get a certain amount of attention within like a 20-minute span, because mm. they just say a, a their other video in like 20 minutes had 300 views and 20 likes, and then this one is like already up for an hour and like nothing. But I feel like their their thing is like, oh my god, I'm like worthless now, and like, it's not. It's it's mm. just the way that social media kind of is. But like, how do you kind of level it off? Like, how do you kind of like, you know, not not necessarily like, oh my god, I'm drained. But like, kind of keep yourself level or humble to enough where it's like, all right, that did really well. This one didn't do as well, but it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that it sucked. It just means like there was another audience that liked this a little bit more. Like, how do you yeah. level it? 
I can only speak for my own experience. I don't, I don't know the experience. What? You can only experience. speak for your own? No, you speak for everybody. No, no. I speak for everybody. And you have to speak for every, <laughs> for every redhead ever. The, uh, uh, from the personal experience, the way that I dealt with that, because originally when that started happening, when, you know, the wave crested and then kind of went down before the next peak. But when you're in the bottom, you don't know that there's going to be another you're going to go up again. Exactly. Uh, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm worthless, blah, 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 blah. And I kind of had to realize like, okay, maybe defining your self-worth based on your work or your job, because like this is a job. I am an artist and I love making art and it's my favorite thing to do in the whole wide world. Um, but it is a job and like it's not – it is not who I am. It is an expression of who I am and it is a way to, you know – monetize that in some way and i had to kind of separate like all right i cannot live and die by the likes like if i'm just like on such a high that like you know everybody loves my jokes right now and then everybody stops loving my jokes i can't like spiraling into depression because something on a pretty much imaginary space isn't doing what i wanted it to do like that that's a little silly it's a little silly but in terms of that i i as as the time has gone by and I've done all of that, like you just gotta keep going. You gotta keep going, and you you take feedback where you can. And sometimes you're like, okay, I got that feedback. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna try my own thing anyway because like if it's a mistake, I need the mistake to be mine because that's how I'm going to learn. And if it's not a mistake, I can be like, aha, I told you so, which I'm probably yeah. not gonna do because I don't <laughs> like being told I told you so. Sometimes yeah. not to tell people I told you so. So the two things separating life and like, who am I? Am I, can I be loved? Am I a good person from, do people yeah. think my jokes are funny today, yeah. today yeah. in this one specific moment, maybe the algorithm was just oversaturated that day. Maybe something didn't, maybe I put a wrong hashtag. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I waited 1.32 long seconds yeah. to start yeah. the joke or whatever. Cause you never really know, but yeah, I want that. I want. I want that as a shirt. For, I want that as a shirt for you now, where it's like live and die by the likes. Like that's <laughs> like, like yeah. It's like some people are like yeah, I do live and die by likes. It's like well, thank you for giving me twenty bucks for this shirt, but like, like I kind of want you to take that actually, twenty dollars. I love and, that idea. I I need to find a shirt like that to wear. I would wear yeah, that all the time. Yeah, live, live <laughs> yeah I I'd, I'd be concerned if I, if it's like a like you know if that's what you want to call your fan base. And it's like if I go to see an Ian concert and then next minute it's like. You go there and it's like, oh, it's like, look at like live and die. But like, oh, there's a whole row of section there. And then you go over and ask them, like, do you literally live and die? It's like, yes, we do. I'm like, uh, I'm a little concerned. This yeah. just I think I think there is. <laughs> but there is there is some self-awareness in if you are able to say about yourself that you live and die by the likes. Probably oh, yeah. that means you're in the process of not of no longer doing that. Because like if yeah. you don't, cause when I because when I was doing really very well and then started doing poorly and I was living and dying by the likes, that's not the way I saw myself at all. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like it's self humor. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. and it's self reflection and it's you know it's hopefully it's helpful. You never know. So I'm sure that all things can be taken in negative and destructive ways, but the things that I make, the way that I portray myself, all these things, I'm trying to be uplifting and a fun presence and. Uh, also entertain myself, which is convenient because I'm very, I find myself very entertaining. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. 
4Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. I, I want to ask because we do this with every act that we've had on so far. Mm. I think it's kind of fun because like it's basically I lose control of this podcast, but it's mm. like uh, it's a random question generator. So I have it okay. here on my phone. The first random question it has here, and it's kind of convenient in the current year. What is something that you're very happy you succeeded in? Man, it's been a good year. It's been a good year. <laughs> the thing that I'm happiest that I succeeded in is. I don't even know how to describe it, but the way that I see myself is, is more fair. It's more fair. It's less, I don't hold myself to quite as high of a disproportionate standard as I used to. And I just, I really enjoy myself this year, which is wonderful. And I think that it shows in the art, but especially compared to last year when I really did not enjoy myself. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm proudest of. There's going to be someone out there now that goes through like the Instagram and be like, all right, let's compare 2022 to 2021 Ian, and be like, I think oh, that you should, yeah. especially yeah. What, I, what I released in June, July, August of last year versus June, July, August of this year is monumentally different energy. Oh, okay. I will definitely go back now and just be like, all right, send up, yeah. send a message, be like, you know what, Ian, you're on a, you, you got a point. What is your biggest fear? Disappointing people that I love. Okay. And like just hurting, hurting people that I love because I can't be the thing that they expected me to be. I really don't like that. And it's a, it's an inconvenient fear because I do it all the time. When someone just asked me my biggest fear, I just go like heights. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, man, yeah. I'm but, like, it, but yeah, if you go like really deep dive and sect it to it, I'm just like, well, I guess my biggest fear sometimes is like, you know, having a bad first impression because it's like that's what they remember you for forever and you never might see those people again and it's like oh man it's like when we die and we go to heaven they're gonna be like hey that's that guy that did i'm like that was one time like out of the 365 you just got me at a bad time who would be a act that you would like to perform with i really i don't know how i'm gonna do it but I really want to perform with Aziz Ansari. I feel like we would have really interesting conversations and we could we could just like he's you know, he makes his show, he makes he does his yeah. comedy, he writes books. I mean, like all these ways of of talking about life. Um, and I think that I have strengths in areas of art that you know he's missing. He doesn't do the music and and the whatever the the videos. He doesn't make the videos kind of vibe. Yeah. And I think that we could together, we could make some very cool things and just talk about fun stuff. That's a good combo. Yeah, I, I like that. What is the worst tweet you ever received? The worst tweet I ever received. <laughs> I don't know about tweet, but the, my the, my favorite my favorite comment 
uh, it might not mean anything to people who don't know the song, but I have a song called Friends, which is like, I wish coffee made your teeth whiter. I wish porn was good for your brain. All these, I wish everything was blah, 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 different. Yeah. And I wish we could have stayed friends, you know? And uh, somebody commented the very first time I posted, no, no wonder the relationship failed. You complain about everything. <laughs> and I was like, I was like still a little bit in pain over the end of the relationship. So I was like, yeah. oof, that hurts a little bit. But also... Very funny. Very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> yeah. funny. It's so funny because it's a really good point. Yeah, you know? yeah. And which is nice because that that is kind of the vibe. And if you keep going through season one, you get to hating stuff and you're just like, oh, okay, he figured out. Maybe don't complain about everything. Yeah, that's I, I guess that's true. I, I kinda look at it from the standpoint of like, well, you know what? It depends on in this household, I have like parents that it's not even to the point where they're just like hey i'm giving you an opinion the opinion comes across as like fact it's almost like hey Ooh, it's like man. it's like yeah and then it's like all right well like that's cool it's like no it's like we can disagree on things and it's like no we can't i'm like all right it's like i'm not it's not like a fist fight or anything breaks out but it's almost like man it's like how do you not see the flaw in that logic where it's like i'm only expressing my opinion i'm like yeah and i'm letting you know that that's an opinion i don't agree with it but sure do you want to do you want to like finish off another conversation that we're having? And it's like, no, you didn't agree with my opinion. I'm like, how is like, that's ridiculous. You're speaking to my soul, man. Yeah. I, it's something that I, I have been working on in myself over the past. Like I realized uh, two and a half years ago that I, I did that. I stated my opinion as fact. And yeah. it's something that I've worked on so much. And so I'm, I'm still at that point. I'm, I'm waiting to mature a little bit, but still at that point when somebody else is doing that, I get really frustrated. I'm just like, oh yeah, it's an opinion. Why are you yeah. trying to pose this on me? To, to kind of clue it up, Ian, for the last random question here is what is, oh, this is really random. That's kind of a shitty way to end it, but it's like, what is your favorite food? Quesadillas. Okay. Why? <laughs> I mean, what's not to like? It's cheese and bread. See, this is where this is where the opinion piece comes in. If I told you I've yeah. never had one, I've never That's had okay. one. Yeah, you don't no, ever, okay. You don't ever have to have one. But if you like cheese and bread, you might like a quesadilla. And oh butter, man, I I, I wanted you to be like, what? You haven't had a quesadilla? It's like, how? What's wrong with you? I'd be like, I'd be like, oh man, I don't, I don't know. I just hate everything. What's What's your favorite? Boom. I am very specific in saying that I like stuffed crust Pizza Hut. Okay, see, that's like the same food as a quesadilla. It's just in a different form. Oh, there you go. See, that's, no, that, that's your opinion. Thing. That's my opinion. No. You like a mix of cheese and bread and maybe some tomato thing. I put salsa on mine and you have tomato sauce. Pineapple on pizza. Watch your This t- is such a funny debate to me. Like this one and the like, is a hot dog a sandwich? It's just like, you know, the whatever conclusion you come to has no weight. It doesn't <laughs> hold any weight and it doesn't change anything about anything. Um, I, I like pineapple on pizza. I like pineapple and I like pizza. I like some pizza that doesn't have pineapple. I really like pineapple in smoothies. That's why I like my favorite smoothies are banana pineapple. Man, like you, you have, man, like if I told you like, man, this, the, the pineapple debate, uh, I haven't seen my niece and nephew in like two years because of this debate. No, I'm like kidding. <laughs> and it's like the reason that my girlfriend broke up with me. It's like, man, potentially you- somebody has their priorities set in not ideal places. Yeah. Ima- imagine if that was true. It's just like, wait, okay. Explain to me why you haven't seen your niece and nephew in like two years. Not that it's true, but if it was, it'd be like something happened. And like what happened? It'd be like, literally um, I like pineapple and pizza. And they'd be like, all right, yeah. 
what no tell me your real reason i'd be like all right here call my nephew it's like but like where is, is that the, that pineapple over <laughs> but where is the where is the line between like we don't talk because they think pineapple doesn't belong on pizza and we don't talk because they think that god doesn't exist yeah <laughs> you know because like i have family members and friends and whatever that like have have difficult relationships with their with their family and stuff like that because they disagree on something that like doesn't actually affect the others around them you know but i also understand like you know this is an important thing to me but like is having a relationship with your with your family member or your loved one is that like where where's the priority what what do you want if you want to be right and agree on the same things then maybe you're making the right decision but maybe also it's okay to to not think the same thing i mean kind of like to wrap it up in the correlation here like you know when i asked you about like the worst tweet you ever received so mm -hmm. ironically there was one episode that someone was said that this podcast is tobin tonight is always right don't argue against him and i was like at what point did i argue with the guest and i was just like mm. i i guess i guess i'm always right but that what and then it's like imagine if that's how you ended every interview or every like conversation where it's like you're wrong i'm right boom because of one person on twitter it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. just to get that hate just to watch him keep watching the videos and be like I told you, I told you this motherfucker doesn't, it's always him. And I'd be like, you know, I'm kind of just catering to you now. Like, mm. <laughs> a dangerous uh, game trying to cater to people who are not you because only you can know what entertains you. And other, yeah. and also probably you're not that unique. There are other people like you who might want to think about things that you want to think about. That's going to do it for this episode of Topin Tonight. Our thanks to Ian McConnell for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening and good night. Looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance, and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.